everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guests to the show, Scott and Digby Lee from Altfee. They are uh, co-founders and brothers as well also. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, looking forward to learning more. First thing would be great to kind of get into as well, too, so that our audience can learn more about you both, is to talk a little bit more about your background. So I don't know who would like to start, perhaps Scott and then maybe Dig. But if you guys wouldn't mind, please talk, tell us a little bit more about your background so the audience can learn more. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I'm in, up in Vancouver in Canada and uh, born and raised here. And I am, uh, was a practicing lawyer for about six or seven years. And uh, the, the story of Altfee will, will come from that. But I come from the legal industry and the legal background. And uh, that's ultimately played a big role in transitioning towards uh, what we're doing up at Altfee, which is uh, building a software company. Can't wait to learn more about that. Dig about on your end. Yeah, and for my end, um, I've taken a little bit more of a winding journey to where we've landed today with Alt V. I uh, come from a marketing background, uh, worked in advertising uh, early in my career, and um, our family has always had a law firm uh, business in it, and so I've worked in and around that for most of my uh, my career. And as we've scaled that business, um, I have. Kind of grown into a management role there, uh, and have continued to do that for a number of years now. And that, as Scott Scott alluded to, um, has kind of set us up for um, this next step, which has been uh, the creation of uh, a software business in the legal space. Very cool, and excited to learn more about that. Thank you for the background. If you wouldn't mind, so that our listeners have a better idea as well, too. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Altfee. What is it as a software platform and what problems does it solve? Yeah, so the, the biggest problem that we are solving and one that's very well known in the industry is helping people transition away from uh, being reliant on the billable hour. And so what we've done is we've worked in um, starting from a manual system at our dad's law firm that Dig referenced earlier. Um, we spent five, six months building out a manual system to, to better approach this problem of how do we move away from billing by the hour? What, what do we need to do in order to create a system that's going to allow us to have success under that model? And that model is what we call alternative fee arrangements or AFAs. And so we define that as uh, any pricing of legal services that has cost certainty upfront for the client and is not done through an hourly model. So it's, there's tons of flexibility in what that can be. There's almost unlimited um, examples of pricing under that because it's only limited by your creativeness and the combination of some typical ones. But um, what we've done is we've gone and taken that concept and built software that allows law firms to successfully move away from billing by the hour by having a proper system as the foundation for it. Very cool. And you know, this is something that's near and dear to me as well, too. And a lot of the consulting work that I've done is a stronger version for the, bill, the billable hour kind of approach. Don't think it really lines up super well with a lot of kind of the outcomes folks are trying to achieve for their customers and clients. And I know we have a mutual friend uh, amongst us, Jonathan Stark, who that's kind of been a big part of his mission is spread the good word about abandoning the, the, the hourly billing model in favor of you know pushing for those kind of outcomes. And it sounds like what you guys have essentially done with Altfee is turn this into a platform and offer it to the legal industry. So I'm definitely curious to learn more about what that, you know, what progress looks like so far. And if you could tell us maybe a little bit about us, maybe an example scenario where what's going on at a firm before they start working with you guys at Altfee, and then 
what does it look like afterwards? So some form of a testimony or case study to give folks kind of an idea of the transformation that the clients are able to make with access to Altfi. Yeah, absolutely. So the the most clear case study that's that we have on our hands, we we have an actual written up case study on our website with which people can access as well. But it is based on our dad's firm because our dad's firm went from uh, they started down a, you know this manual route that I talked about, and they did that for a while, and that led to, that ultimately led to us building Alt Fee uh, as a piece of software. And so once that was available, even early early beta days, uh, they were excited to get on it. And so you can see the progress going from you know, traditional, you know, a, a good chunk of their work still being done under the billable hour to moving to a manual version of providing alternative fees to all of their clients to then adopting alt fee software and the different stages that they go through and what progress look like through each of those stages. And obviously still, still going on now. And, uh, you know, the major foundational piece of software for them and everything they do pricing related is alt fee now. So it's, it's a clear example of, um, the different stages that law firms may go through in, in providing that, but su- success is, um, is, is felt on all fronts. And we've always viewed it from the early days that there's three major stakeholders and, and, you know, we can define it as a legal services transaction, but it, 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 it's across other industries as well, whether it's accounting or consulting related work, but the three major stakeholders include, you know, the staff members, um, uh, whether it's lawyers and legal professionals at the law firm, it's the actual law firm, and then it's the clients of the law firm. And what the movement towards alternative fee arrangements has the ability to do is actually be a win-win-win for all of those people when it's done really well. And so that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate goal. Um, there's a lot of negatives that are associated with the billable hour that um, we believe alternative fee arrangements can make better. And that's kind of the push. And those are a lot of the things that uh, fortunately that Digby Lee and company, our dad's firm is feeling now, you know, eight months into their use of the software. Super interesting. So um, talk to me a little bit more about how the product itself works, right? I know probably a bit more than most as it pertains to the, you know, ditching kind of hourly billing strategic approach and the benefits to it. But what does the product do in this case and how does it help your customer? I could jump in there and uh, answer that. So kind of building on the case study um, question that you had there, one of the things that Scott touched on was how the firm went from a manual system to implementing alt fee, which, um, which is the software based um, tool that we've created. And, it's effectively a pricing tool with a number of collaboration uh, features built into it. So uh, one of the things that we recognized early on and that Jonathan would be aligned on is the challenge of uh, value-based pricing and the confidence it requires to do it. And one of the things you'll see in a law firm is um, a lot of the pricing is left up to the more senior lawyers because they just, they've done a lot of it. And, um, and that works to some degree, but then when you try to build in the learning aspect for the younger lawyers, especially through a pandemic, when we were when we were building this product and really realized the need for it, um, and that lack of ability to pop into someone's office and ask the question, um, get a quick bit of advice from that more senior person, had gone away. We realized that that a lot of the key is in building some a tool that had the ability to learn from each of those pricing experiences and build on that and uh, soak those learnings back in uh, for the next time that type of project came along. So the tool is designed around a series of guidelines that are broken down based on practice areas. And we're continually building that out and adding more and more practice areas and guidelines for our customers to start from sort of like templates. And essentially what, what, what a lawyer or a legal professional would do in a firm when the new project comes up is pull up that relevant guideline and start to tweak it 
and customize it out for that specific project. Um, and that's that involves a lot of conversation with clients, a lot of taking into those collaborative uh, insights that the tool provides as well, and ultimately building out a scope of work that the um, client and and lawyer can hopefully agree to up front is the idea and take away the burden of the the difficult billing uh, conversation that often happens in a law firm environment at the end of a project where it can be a bit contentious and a real drain on one of the key st- stakeholders, which is which is the legal professional in, in that situation. So yeah, that's that's the that's the very high level of of how it works. Yeah, I think, and just to jump on there, and, and Sean, I don't know if I answered this earlier. Uh, you know, one of the big things it does is also centralizes all your pricing information to one spot, right? Which is traditionally something that's a kind of a bit scattered in law firms if it's even available. Um, and so we're really trying to centralize all that information, both from a knowledge management perspective as well as actual priced client projects um, into one spot. And I just I wanted to drop back, Sean, because I think you asked the question of what does it currently look like maybe out there for a law firm? And I don't know if I answered that in my last one, but I think that's one of the big challenges that um, that the industry is in. There's 84% of law firms are offering some sort of alternative fee, and 25% of the work being done is being done under some type of alternative fee. So, you know, 25% of a 700 and 12 or $13 billion or whatever it is, like they're big numbers. And what traditionally happens is just more of an ad hoc off the cuff based on my experience, because I'm the one talking to the client um, number is being pulled out, right? So uh, the client is coming to the law firm and asking for X project, and I'm tapping into my own experience to decide what might be a reasonable fee and maybe dropping a fixed fee and asking if that's okay to the client upfront. That's kind of how a lot of people are handling it. Even in more sophisticated, bigger firms, that's a lot of the time the method that's used, if you can call it a method, um, a step up from that may be a spreadsheet, there may be a spreadsheet broken down, which is more of just like a price list of different services that people provide and then what the law firm charges. And so what we wanted to do is take those things and just act, take it to a level that is so beyond what those are that allow a true system to be in place that allows for all those things that Dig just talked about. Um, and really importantly, um, facilitate a continuous learning environment so that in, as you move to alternative fees, something happens that isn't um, exactly how the industry is set up. And that's that efficiency all of a sudden matters. You're rewarded for being efficient when you're not billing by the hour. And so you do really want to make sure that every learning that you're having equals um, something getting back into the system that allows you, allows you to be better the next time you do it. And so we really wanted to facilitate an environment that allowed that sort of action to happen with ease and often asynchronously. Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, great context, especially in the problem space and what the scenario of your current clients and customers are going through. And just so that the listener has more perspective here as well, too, because I know this is something that we've all probably studied pretty intensely, but part of what you're talking about is the way the industry used to operate with this hourly building model and being you know around a lot of startups and stuff like that myself, all the way up to large companies. There's just been this like awkward, almost relationship kind of orientation for people looking to get like legal service, right? Where it's whatever you need, previously it had typically been on an hourly basis. So I would see in practice all the time, people that didn't want to spend you know, significantly large sums of money with their legal services, despite the fact that they needed that help, try everything they could to like get in and off the phone, on and off the phone as quickly as possible, which you know, obviously all of the, everything for the most part is misaligned in that scenario, right? Because it's like, you, you want to successfully drive towards an outcome, not minimize the amount of time you spend with your lawyer, right? But because 
of that older pricing model that's set up hourly. Those are some of the problems that it creates, which I think is part of what you guys are talking about in terms of why it's been such a push to replace that with something that's better and more like better aligns the successful outcome that the clients are looking for, which is, and I've, I've been through this scenario relatively recently myself with a service provider where I got a bill for something that they were working on implementing, but it, they didn't, they didn't do it correctly. Right. It was, it was done incorrectly. And like, still I have this bill and they, they asked me about, you know, are you going to pay this bill? And I'm like, well, the job's not done. <laughs> I'm looking to, I'm not looking to just pay you for your time, right? I'm looking to make sure that this job gets done, right? Which is, I've seen it. So long story short, I see it on both sides, right? In terms of the services that I offer, I like to position it around those outcomes. Uh, and then when I'm consuming services now, I'm looking for more opportunities to better align it so that we both get what we want out of the arrangement. And that's what you're talking about, empowering for your clients as far as I'm interpreting it. And then big part of what you just described was, one of the bigger challenging elements of clients trying to make that transition, which is figuring out the pricing element, right? Because hourly billing is relatively straightforward, right? I'm in a fixed amount of money per hour, and that's just it. I'm just going to work on it until it's done. Uh, but it's created all these other problems, which is why the push for the replacement for a better system, alt fee, just like you guys aptly named the company, uh, kudos there for sure. But um, figuring that out and making that transition is not easy necessarily for folks or firms that have been doing this kind of older model for a long time. And a lot of what you guys are talking about is helping them kind of make that transition and then track progress along the way and make improvements wherever they can. Is that, uh, would you say that's fair in terms of kind of describing the part of the value yeah, proposition you guys are, uh, that you're offering? You've wrapped up nicely. We might, we might be done here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit no. more, uh, a little no, bit more experience it. having done it myself, but, um, yeah. It's so relatable what you do and what we're up to and our beliefs. So you, you get there quickly, but um, you're right. Like it's such a changing landscape at the moment. And the cool thing that's happening right now is the clients are driving that change. Yeah. It is the clients that are out there um, asking for a better way of getting their legal services delivered and not just legal services, all types of services that are delivered on um, an hourly model. And again, going back to like when we founded the company during the the pandemic, it was it, the time was ripe for it, right? Because of um, people shifting needs, like there was uh, a lot less certainty in the world at the time, and this was one way that we knew we could help um, contribute a little bit more certainty on the the, the services that um, legal providers um, were offering. So. Yeah, it, it does. It all goes back to the the client demand, and and we live in a world now where there's tremendous transparency on things like price and and the ability to shop around based on other people's experience, and you can easily find that information, um, and it informs you as a consumer. And so it, it it is a cool groundswell that's that's developing where the client is asking for change, and and what we see um, with Altfee is law firms coming to us saying, we know we need to do this. How do we do it? And and that's where we come in to help. So it's a great conversation to have, right? I'm glad that it's being recognized as well. Also, that's exciting. Progress is going in the direction, but it's a good point, Dig, that you brought up is like clients uh, to an extent. They're having a big part of this push towards making these improvements, but it's also good to know that the industry is responding. And then because there's an opportunity there, all fee kind of fits into helping connect those dots to enable more better outcomes for everybody in, in that scenario. I'm curious to hear more from you guys in terms of like what traction looks like, like what has the response been from the industry thus far and what's performance like for you guys so far? 
Yeah, so the the response from the industry has been positive. We we launched in February of this year, so we're obviously still um, newly out into the market. But the response has been really great. Uh, after our initial launch, we had uh, you know months of of tons of demos lined up, tons of excitement around what we're up to, and um, and a lot of people honestly just trying to get a finger their finger on the pulse for what's going on in this space because it's a the the topic of alternative fees is not a new topic, but um, as we know, uh, there, there wasn't a piece of software out there that really allowed us as a law firm to more to transition in the direction of actually creating a system around this. So there's a lot of interest from you know the solos all across the world to uh, the small, medium sized, and bigger firms that are reaching out. And uh, whether or not they're interested in actually purchasing software right now, they want to know what options look like and start to you know get that into their decision making um, matrix to figure out when the right time is where it may fit. So. I, I would say it's it's all been been really positive, and we, um, you know, on Alt Fees End, we have lots of opportunities around the marketing initiatives that we can take to increase the excitement and, and demand that's happening. And that's obviously a big piece of this next step that we that we, we enter into. But um, traction from what we envisioned before we launched has been um, spot on, and, and what I would say is um, super successful, and uh, still with plenty, plenty, plenty of room to grow because this is. Um, this isn't a this isn't a North America thing. This is a, a this is a global thing that we're talking about for both the legal industry as well as other um, professional services and other services. It's it's a really big challenge that you know we've talked to people in the UK and across Europe and Australia and a lot of people are in in a similar boat um, and uh, and looking for solutions that can help them kind of take that next step and start to build their systems around the concept. Super interesting. Yeah, the global push is very interesting as well, too. I know in other industries that I've been studying myself, including like accounting and things like that, it's amazing how different it is just in different parts of the world in terms of how much progress the industry has made based on where those firms may be located geographically. I don't know if you guys are seeing any of that. I imagine you probably are, but um, I imagine the push is really to kind of get to wherever those have made the most progress and are having the most success. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's a there's a spectrum of where um, I think different countries are at, but also different firms within that within those countries. And I think Australia has always been um, in the conversations that we had been leading the charge from a legal industry perspective on law firms moving away from being reliant on the billable hour. There's I've spoken to you know a number of firms there that have fully you know as they call them burned their timesheets, but stopped recording time altogether, and they may have been doing that for five or six years, and so um, they're quite a ways down the journey compared to most others, whether it's Australia or Canada or the U.S., where people have may have been playing around in this space and toying with it, but really making that full jump to I'm not even going to record time, fully making that transition. That transition. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, whether it's Australia, the UK, North America. Uh, a, a lot of firms in, in similar spots, and uh, again, both in terms of size too, um, from from people that are hanging their own shingle and starting their own shop to the small to medium size and large firm. Everyone is uh, has relatable challenges within this space. Certainly makes sense. I can't imagine what a, kind of a transition that must be to go from because having done that myself for quite a while, doing all the tracking of time to go from all the time and effort that goes into that tedious element of managing projects and not having to do it at all. <laughs> it's got to be a pretty uh, cool accomplishment, big milestone for those firms. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, and, and, and on a personal level, when people do it, like I, I'm fortunate that, I mean, this is the only, this is the space we live in. So I get to talk to people yep. 
either approaching this challenge or successfully moving on from billing by the hour. And it's really a significant change in their life in a positive way in so many different avenues. And I think, you know, one of the things that is really challenging is that lack of alignment that you referenced earlier between the service provider and the client. And this change all of a sudden puts you on the same team. You're now, no, you don't have that misalignment that creates this kind of little back and forth. Even if it's small, there's always that little back and forth. You actually end up on the same team and you're trying to accomplish that same goal together. And so your communication lines open up. You can actually do your job better as a service provider because the client's less worried about giving you that quick call because you're going to have to record a point one if you pick up the phone, all those little mini challenges are really removed and you're put in a position where um, you can be sort of more team aligned. And, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they described it as life-changing when they made the move, which is crazy to think like life, but they literally said life-changing was how they described that move when they were able to get away from billing by the hour to, you know, alternative fees and how they were doing it. So it's, it has the potential to be incredibly powerful in, um, in the lives of the people that make the change. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. So next question I have for you guys is kind of what's the current priority? Uh, any challenges that you're currently facing here? Is Robbie talking on this show to other folks looking to build and grow software product businesses, SaaS businesses? And then, you know, basically like what's next? Yeah. So where we're at right now is, um, as Scott mentioned, we launched publicly after a beta period of about five months through the fall and winter. We launched in early February. Um, I think the major challenge in front of us right now is is one of awareness and education um, around the topic of AFAs and the fact that there is now a solution in the marketplace. We're, we're not actually really aware of anything comparable to what we've created um, out there. So I don't, it's, it's one of those age-old marketing problems of like, how do you get something in front of people that aren't necessarily searching for it? And um, there's lots of ways that we're tackling that problem and again, fortunately, with the with the world we're in right now, where there's an increased demand for legal tech, thanks to the pandemic, it's one of the industries that was notoriously um, behind in their adoption of technology. Um, there's there's remarkable statistics being put out by the Clio's and Thomson Routers of the world around um, the rapid adoption of legal tech through um, these last couple of years in particular. So that really bodes well for us, and it's a matter of. Um, leveraging that. Um, and so we're working really hard right now on developing and executing on our our, our marketing strategy, um, our ongoing um, sales are obviously really important with the stage we're at really right now and, and taking those all those leads that Scott mentioned that have been um, acquired over the last three months and and um, working them through our sales funnel and and the other notorious challenge with 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 law firms as clients is um, there's quite a long sales cycle, uh, typically because they're busy, quite frankly. And lawyers are first and foremost um, in it to practice the law, and that's something we know firsthand from all of our experience in the industry. And so it's a, it is a unique challenge in in terms of getting people to the um, to the decision making um, point. And so. Uh, I think, quite frankly, just honing our our sales ability to help that conversion um, take place is is a major major challenge that we're tackling actively right now. Yeah, definitely can understand, uh, especially with the type of transformation that you guys are enabling for these firms with Altfee. That certainly is going to come with some unique challenges, like you're describing, Dig. That that definitely makes sense. It's one of those things where when you get there. It's awesome. It's great. 
totally well worth the investment along the way. However, um, definitely going to be some growing pains, I imagine, uh, you know, getting people to that epiphany. Yeah. And we've, we're fortunate in that how we've structured things allows firms to adopt sort of in stages or how really however they want, where, you know, some technology may require, you know, firm-wide adoption on day one. Um, how we've structured things really allows, you know, different practice areas or different groups within a law firm to, you know, kind of adopt the technology, start to build it out for them and then allow it to expand into the other areas. So we've, we've eased that process to get the first group involved um, as, as sort of best as possible right now. So it allows some of that sales conversation to happen in a way that, um, you know, kind of what we would call from our sales side land and expand, but kind of allowing that kind of perspective to happen on their end is, is a beneficial way that allows us to get in the door and start to, you know, for, for us, it's really about how do we deliver value quickly so that they realize the benefit and uh, allow it to expand organically from within. That's yeah. Excellent. And I think the other interesting thing that we've learned throughout um, this journey so far is that there, like, like any technology or in any business, there's usually, early adopters and there's early adopters in a lot of these law firms as well that are uh, queued up to the idea of moving away from billing by the hour for all the reasons mentioned already. And, and so they're willing to take the lead on it. And that's a really powerful thing for us um, because they already have the alignment. And so we can get in there. And as Scott mentioned, we can just get started with, with the corporate group in a firm and get them rolled out. And um, once they start to see the, all the benefit and feel it, um, then it becomes um, it becomes something that's much easier to to pitch to um, other leadership in the firm, and um, that is a that is actually one of the other challenges is just the the old school structure of the partnership model in a lot of law firms and getting buy in from sometimes a large group of partners versus um, the smaller firms that typically have one or two leaders, and it's just a matter of them getting on board. So, yeah, great suggestions and strategy as well. Also, I would. I would probably say you're pulling from an extent there to kind of like leverage product-led strategies and enabling kind of the building of momentum for folks so you can kind of get buy-in, makes it easier, uh, especially if it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of scenario where folks can start to interact with it, start to see the value from it. And then I call this metric that I, I used to define when I'm helping product companies grow is this time to value. TTV is like, and I define that as when someone using our product reports value back to us, basically unprompted uh, for the first time, as in like they've used the product and they've experienced it basically themselves and then reported it back to us, reducing that as much as possible, but being able to have it be as flexible as it can be so that the product itself helps you kind of grow uh, within the organization and then spread the value around to the point where you have the kind of adoption you need to make that right to get that critical critical adoption point to make the, the transformation. Um, so that's always a strategy that will work to your advantage. I commend you on that effort as well. Also, fantastic. Um, thank you both for being here and sharing your knowledge about Altfi. Super helpful um, for our audience members to learn more about. I've got a couple of questions for you guys before we let you go. The first one is, are there any resources in particular that you'd share with our audience where they can go to learn more about anything we talked about here today or anything that you guys have picked up along the way? And helping you kind of build and grow uh, the software company Alfi. Yeah, I think our website has a resource page, and that's kind of where we consolidate all of the um, various materials, whether it's 
blogs that we've created or podcasts that we've been on, all that sort of stuff is is all brought together and uh, and put on there. So that's probably the the main source of uh, information. And then um, yeah, we're we're happy to uh, to be in touch with people personally as well if they're interested for sure. Yeah, I think our our main avenues of uh, of connection are, are LinkedIn for sure. Um, if you if you follow Alt Fee on LinkedIn, um, you get looped into a lot of the um, a lot of the content that we're putting out, and we're really on a mission to educate people on AFAs and provide that resource because, as I mentioned earlier, there is a real awareness um, issue with them in that it's kind of this fringe thing for a lot of people. They've heard about it, uh, but. We're really on a mission to dispel a lot of the um, the the myth around the difference between billable hour and alternative fee arrangements. So our website is a great resource: www.altfeeco.com, and um, you'll find a resource page on there. Excellent. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Also, and then last question I have for you guys is: Who in particular should be looking to reach out to you guys? So, like, what does target market look like for anybody that may be listening here or finds this content on the web. If they uh, if they want to know more about whether or not all fees good fit for them, can you give us more of an indication or any of the details around who makes for good prospects for all fee or who should be reaching out to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyone that's um, at a law firm as part of a law firm, whether it's your whether you're a legal professional, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a managing partner, um, anywhere from the solo shop to you know x amount of people up to up to almost whatever uh, whatever you can be, our software can can fit and can fit your group and can fit your department. So um, you know we've always viewed it as uh, off the get go something for small medium sized firms and, and including wrapping solos into there. But um, anyone that's fitting that mix that kind of have a, has an innovative mindset that they're looking for um, what's new, what's going to allow them to push forward as a law firm, um, we're keen to chat and uh, and chat to you about what alternative fees are all about and how alt fee system can fit within what you're doing. Exciting stuff. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you guys both for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience. And congrats on the success of alt fee. Look forward to hearing uh, bigger things coming in the future. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Product Launch. I hope you got value out of it. I like to feature product people on my podcast because that's who I love to help. I'm a product strategist and I can help you scale your business and grow your profit through a product. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you, email me at sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. Or visit my website at nextstep.io. That's nxtstep.io. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.